I'm Sue Ditta, and this is the Electric City Culture Cast. And I'm Eva Fisher. The Electric City Culture Cast is brought to you by EC3, Peterborough's Arts, Culture, and Heritage Council. We are broadcasting through the facilities of Trent Radio 92.7 FM CFFF. Thanks to Jack Betta of the Kawartha Youth Orchestra for bringing us in on the clarinet. Welcome to the Electric City Culture Cast Volume 4, Friday Night in Peterborough. Throughout this episode, we're listening to On the Ceiling by Renders, a.k.a. Peterborough's own Kelly McMichael. Every other week, the Electric City Culture Cast takes you inside Peterborough's arts, culture, and heritage scene, one of the best anywhere in the province. Our magazine format features interviews with rising stars and emerging artists, takes you behind the scenes at a wide range of arts and culture organizations in the community and on the Trent campus. We'll delve into the issues that people are talking about, bring you up to date on the latest news, reviews and happenings, and provide you with information and advice on what to see and how to advance your own arts practice. We broadcast every other week on Trent Radio, and all of our shows will also be available as podcasts. In this episode, we'll be interviewing some of the key people involved in one of Peterborough's best art parties, First Fridays. Painter Pierre Christensen of Christensen Fine Art and artist and arts journalist Anne Yeager are both in studio with Sue. Hello, I'm Sue Ditta and this is the Electric City Culture Cast coming to you from Trent Radio at 92.7 FM CFFF. We're broadcasting from the Trent Radio facilities in Peterborough, Ontario. And this segment of the program is all about something called First Fridays. First Fridays take place, who could believe it, on the first Friday of every month. Down around um, Hunter and Water and Hunter and George, but things happen in other parts of the city as well. I have with me in the studio today Annie Yeager, who's an artist and an incredible mover and shaker in the Peterborough scene. Annie, you haven't actually been in Peterborough that long, but we can't imagine life without you. How long have you been here? Uh, Just over five years. She's been here about five years. Annie's a visual artist. She's also done set design and theatre work. Just tell us for a second, Annie, what some of your own work is right now. What are you working on? Um, I'm a visual artist, and I have a I do painting, but also have specialized in textiles earlier in my career. So I'm always bringing that into it, and I'm um, always working on special projects like a little set design for Theatre on King. Um, I do a, a occasional columns for Electric City Magazine on the arts and culture scene in Peterborough. She says little columns, but she does some of the most important writing about the arts and culture scene that's happening in Peterborough, and it's in the Electric City Magazine. And um, Is that once a month, Annie? It comes out once a month, and it's available in print and also online. So if you haven't read the Electric City Magazine, you should check it out. It's available at all kinds of venues in and around town, at restaurants, at stores, and it has so much information, analysis, and um, details about the arts and culture scene and the political scene in Peterborough. Annie's here to talk to us about First Fridays. As I said, I know that First Nights in Peterborough had its origins in Arts Week, but tell us about First Fridays. When did it start and who's behind it? Uh, The First Fridays, I have to give the shout out to Paulo Fortin of Evans Contemporary. He was kind of the instigator of it. He moved his gallery. He had a gallery downtown in the avenues for a number of couple of years. A gallery in his living room. In his living room. room. Yeah. And realized that 
it would be better if he were located downtown in, in the commercial district so that there would be a little bit more traffic and more people could be exposed to his work. He runs a non-commercial, what he calls a negative profit gallery, uh, and brings in some of the best contemporary art from uh, not only from Canada, but all across all, all across the world. He's brought in people from Finland. He's got a guy coming in from New York, New York City tonight. So we're really lucky to have this exposure to the, these works. So he, when he moved to, down to the Commerce Building, he moved to the third floor of the Commerce Building in and opened uh, Evans up there, and just and started inviting people like Piers Christensen and Gallery in the Attic was still operational, I think, at the time, and I believe the AGP was was in their downtown phase. So invited them all to sort of coincide openings at in the evenings during his opening exhibits. And pretty soon, uh, Joe Staple opened his gallery across the hall, at Acme uh, Gallery, and started showing his work. And some of the other uh, artists in the building who have studios in the building, like uh, Laurel Pollock and Stephen Hayes, occasionally open their studios, and Mary McLaughlin. So um, at this point, we've got um, I can't even count how many <laughs> how so, many galleries there are, but uh, the whole the whole commerce building is sort of pretty much open to the public during that period, as well as the lower courtyard where he's now relocated Evans once again into the ground floor off so the if you courtyard. Go to that corner, sort of at the the crossing of Water and George. There's the Commerce Building, also known as the Bronze Building. Right. Which during the Precarious Festival, you have to watch out because there might be a rat wielding a paintbrush on top That's of it. That's right. And if, for those of you who don't know what I mean, go to the Theatre on King website and you'll figure it out. And you can go in and up the stairs. And what Annie's describing are two full floors of gallery spaces. And um, Annie, what would I see when I when I walked up there? Who would I meet? What would happen? What would I get to do? There are usually people wandering all all around the street and up the stairs. Um, you might find uh, Talia Ludmella open to the public. She is a puppet artist, makes wonderful creations. She's doing the Wearable Art Fest. Uh, so, Talia Ludmella is run by Laurel Pollock. Our magic, our magic maker person in Peterborough. And I know Laurel is also behind a couple of big festivals, and the next one coming up is when? After the Wearable Art Project for Public Energy, then there will be a winter solstice event on December 21st. That is a must-do, must-see Laurel's winter solstice spectacle it's and parade. It's so fabulous. It's free and open to the public, as, as is... As is the first Friday's art crawl. Well, that um, was my next question. You get to go into studios, you get to meet artists, you get to see new work, and right. it's all free. So if you continue on through the building, there's also um, uh, Mary McLaughlin, who is a, a very well-known painter in town. She does big, beautiful floral paintings. Her studio has been open a few times. On the other side, we, there's a new gallery called Cour Nouveau, which is a member's gallery, and uh, Mark Reuter will be showing uh, this Friday coming up. So can you tell us a little bit about what you mean when you say a member's gallery? So it's a limited membership. Um, each, each member gets a month to show their work 
and um, I think there's a, a collective members show that will be happening in December as well. So do people pay a membership fee? Is that how it keeps going? That's right. It's basically just to cover the cost of the rent and, you know, the opening costs and uh, the artists can, it's it's a limited number of selected artists and, and as a group um, you enterprise. And I know Star X is often part of First Fridays and it's part of the Evans umbrella. Can you tell us a bit about the Star X gallery and how it works? Star X is a, is a rental gallery. Um, it's a space that was originally renovated by Paulo Fortin with Evans. Um, he had Evans Contemporary up there, and now um, that's part of that space is available for artists to rent. I think it's, it's, it's quite affordable. It's something like $350 a month, and then you get to be part of this First Friday activity, and, and the... All of the all of the activity brings a whole new crowd of people in, so it's it's getting a very exciting kind of buzz. So Annie, I know people can go into the galleries and see visual art, but my sense is there's more happening on First Fridays than just visual art. Can you tell us a bit about that? That's right. You'd never quite know what's going to be happening on First Fridays. We often have Joel Davenport DJing in the courtyard. Justin Million comes out and reads some of his poetry. And sometimes there's uh, films being projected on wo on the wall of the courtyard building. Or it could be a beach party movie or Citizen Kane. So it's a lot of fun, uh, family-friendly, all free, all put on by the arts community. Every first Friday of the month kicks off a month-long opportunity to see great visual arts in downtown Peterborough. But I have to say that first Friday night is so much fun. There are often, I think, three or 400 people downtown pouring through the right. Commerce Building, running across the street to Gallery in the Attic and the Dark Room, then around the corner to Pier Christensen. You can go to Catalina's, to the Garnet, to the Sapphire Room, have a drink, grab a coffee at Black Honey. It's a really great way to spend Friday night. And if you don't get to every gallery you want to, you can go back and visit during the month. In November, I know Spencer Harrison is at Pier Christensen. We'll get Pierre to talk to us a little more about that. So I want to say thanks to Annie Yeager and to Sarah Jabot and to Paolo Fortan, all of the people, Liz Fennell, Laurel Pollock, Joe Stable, all of the people who have made First Fridays such a great opportunity to see visual art in downtown Peterborough. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Thanks for coming in today, Annie. Thank you. Don't forget, it's free First Fridays in downtown Peterborough. I'm delighted to say that we have Pierre Christensen here in the studio with us. Pierre, as some of you will know, owns a gallery and a framing store on George Street, right near Hunter. He's a very accomplished painter in his own right and has a full cycle of exhibitions every year showing some of the best contemporary artwork in Peterborough. And his gallery is also part of First Fridays. Pierre, welcome to the Electric City Culture Cast. Thank you, Sue. Glad to be here. We're really looking forward to this chat. Tell us a little bit about the gallery, its history, and its origin. When did you open? Oh, good heavens. Um, yes, this might be a... It goes a long way back. We're celebrating our 
31st year in business. Yeah, crazy. We arrived in Peterborough in 1985. Uh, I'd been involved in the arts in Victoria, B.C., where we moved from, with the intention of coming to Peterborough, selecting a smaller center uh, with the thought of opening our own business. And which we did. Being an artist myself, it's you're always looking for places to show and, and get your work out there. And coming to Peterborough, there was no commercial gallery at the time, and we thought this might be ideal. And I had much experience in picture framing equipment, so we decided out of our home, which was a historical home at Aylmer and Dublin Street, we opened a, a, first the framing aspect of the business. In 1986, we opened the gallery uh, after some renovations to the house. And we had some fabulous shows in the beginning. Basically, we had no idea what we were doing, but uh, we just continued. Yeah. That often makes for the best exhibitions. It does. There is, a, there is and it continues to be a, a very strong element of, of uh, really professional working artists living in the Peterborough area. It's always been... There's been some sort of attraction here. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's just such a lovely place. We, we do have an inc incredibly accomplished contingency of visual artists here in Peterborough. If people can picture uh, quite close to the corner of George and Hunter in their mind, there's a very elegant storefront there with a big... A picture frame window, ironically, um, edged in black. And if you can imagine walking into a very, very aesthetically pleasing, elegant space, there's a picture framing business on the main floor. There's gallery exhibition space on the main floor, as well as on the second floor. And then you actually have living quarters in that building too, don't you? Uh, indeed we do. We were very fortunate to... Um, well, it came about that, that we were way too spread out before. We had a home. We had two storefronts, one on Hunter Street, where we ended up. And then we had a smaller operation on Water Street. And it just got just simply overwhelming. We figured we had to consolidate. By this time, all of our children had moved out of home. And my studio was downtown. And... We were just so spread out, uh, so we started looking for a place where we could consolidate all our operations and came upon this absolutely gorgeous building. And so, again, yes, we have the, the a lovely gallery space on the main floor and also the workshop. My studio is on the second floor and also another small gallery space and then beautiful we live on the third floor keeps life simple I keeps like life it. simple but it's it's such a beautiful experience to go to an exhibition there so you have a business that's the framing business and i can say from experience one of the great things about going to christensen fine art to have a picture framed is that you get advice and guidance from professional artists whether it's peer or shannon taylor it's it's a, really makes a difference if you're like me you love the work but you're so nervous when you go to make a choice in the frame because it can have such an impact on your experience of the work. So that's the business side of things. Tell us a little bit about the commercial gallery. You said we have a commercial gallery. What does that mean? And how do you think you approach that gallery differently because you're an artist, if you think you approach it differently as an artist? That's a good question. Probably I do uh, in that I... I have great sympathy towards artists and and the various models that artists can use to get their work out in front of people. And uh, this is a venue that, that uh, I've always enjoyed. I, I really love working with artists. They're some of the most passionate, uh, fun people to be with. Nobody's making... Uh, money hand over fist by any means, but there's a, a passion there and there's a love for what people do. So it makes for a, a really lovely community to work with. Um, and we've 
we've had a number of artists with us for many, many years, almost from the start. And just to, to, to watch people's transition careers change is a, is a very rewarding thing too, and to be part of it. Uh, so we, are, we, are, we do provide the venue for, for showing art. And uh, we've, over the years, oh my goodness, we've tried so many, we've had so many different exhibitions. But again, we, I, th I would say we probably concentrate on painting. I think the... And about how many artists would you say you represent? Currently, at any given time, we, we probably work with, uh, oh, 16, 18 artists. Uh, with a lot of the artists that we do show, we work on a two-year uh, solo exhibition schedule okay. uh, for the most part. And that gives people a chance to present uh, a new body of work and also a chance to work towards a new body of work. But I must say, too, most of our artists uh, are very active in pursuing other venues, uh, art fairs, outdoor shows, things like this. So uh, often, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, Piers, when people walk into the gallery, they see this beautiful exhibition you're representing over, you know, a two-year cycle, 16 or 17 artists. What's your role with the artists? Do you help install the work? Do you help set prices? Do you work with collectors and buyers? What's your role in that operation? Yeah, often it, it goes right from uh, often a, a visit to the artist's studio and discussions about an exhibition take place over uh, months ahead and often we'll work together in the studio to select uh, the pieces. Uh, there'll be some banter often about what's coming into the show and what's not. I often leave it to the artists if they have ideas and inspirations. That's I trust them to present uh, their best work. Uh, pricing is another thing that uh, we discuss. I'm a firm believer that as an artist's career progresses, their prices should progress accordingly. Uh, so, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. In my work, I try and increase every couple of years by 10 to 15 percent. And, uh, yeah, so that works well. The selection, the hanging process, sometimes the artist is involved. Sometimes I'm not I really don't need the artist to be involved. We have some curatorial powers. I have a great staff who are very talented in, in this aspect. Well, and some artists are really, you know, more capable in hanging shows than others, and some don't even want to. Oh, indeed. They're really looking for someone else to put Absolutely. a visual spin on the work. It's fun because it, it, every show will be different. Some artists are very conversant and comfortable with the space so they know what's going to fit in there. Other times, if it's a, it's a, if it's a first show for an artist, then... We will work on it together, yeah. But I, I, I too have a fairly good feel for for how the show is going to flow and yeah, how it looks. I know your gallery takes part in First Fridays. Can you tell me about when you first joined in and why you think it's important? Well, the whole First Friday has come about just over the last little period. Uh, we've been holding Friday openings for quite a few years now. We used to do Sunday afternoons, and that was fun too because it's a it's a time of the week that a lot of people are, are available to come and enjoy an opening. And uh, But then I really, to be quite honest, I got tired of working six days a week. <laughs> You've got to have a break. <laughs> That's right. But Friday nights in downtown is such a, a, a great experience for so many people. We have a lot of people. I mean, our shows, they go from 6 o'clock till 9 o'clock. We have a lot of people who will come, attend the opening, go out for dinner, maybe come back or vice versa. They'll go out for dinner, attend the opening later. And then especially if there's a number of galleries involved now, that really makes it fun. It makes for a, a, a very integrated kind of cultural event, which uh, for a city this size, is just it can be just so much fun. 
We were talking um, on another segment with Annie Yeager all about First Fridays and thinking that there's often three or 400 people roaming through the downtown at that corner at George and Hunter and Water and Hunter. And um, all throughout the month of November, you're going to be featuring local artist Spencer Harrison's work. Is it Harrison or? Yeah, Harrison. Harrison, yes. In your gallery. Can you tell us a little bit about this show and um, what Spencer's bringing to the gallery this time? Oh, I, I'm really looking forward to this show. And Spencer is one of the artists who has been with us. I'm not sure. I have to look in our archives. I think it was either 1987 or I know it's 1989 that we did the first exhibition with him. So that's over 30 years. It is. Don't remind me. I'm sorry. I won't <laughs> remind Spencer either. He'll kill me. No. So, so again, he's, he's a very good friend. And just uh, being able to follow his career... Uh, from being a well, alumni of Trent University, of course, and just his days in Peterborough, then uh, there was travels out west and back to Toronto. He currently teaches at OCADU and uh, is very involved with a lot of art issues as they deal with the LTBQ. LGBTQ. Uh, yes, He's community. really, really active in that community. I think he's a founder of Camp Firefly. Indeed, and that's something he takes great pride in. It's... Uh, and. It's just a wonderful thing for him to be involved with. He's just finished a show at the Art Gallery of Peterborough, uh, which was, if anybody had a chance to take it, and it was fabulous. It was a presentation of uh, a project, a visual project that was actually his PhD. Uh, the Circus the, Tent. Yes. It's magnificent. It is. And so this this show coming up will explore uh, another another vein of his uh his inspiration, and this is mostly acrylic paintings on handmade paper. They're very distinct, uh, and most of them involve the depiction of a vessel or a canoe, um, and this show is dealing with uh, memory and romance. It's going to be lovely. It sounds beautiful. If I know Spencer's work, it will be beautiful. So, uh, Pierre, tell us when Spencer Harrison's exhibition opens. It opens on uh, Friday, November 3rd, and that's part of the first Friday for this month, and it'll continue right through the, till the end of the month, I think the 28th, if I'm not sure, because after that we get move into our Christmas group show, which is always fun, and that's just a, I just put the call out to our artists, and they bring out just a wealth of fun little stuff. So a great place to shop for Christmas presents. Support local artists at the Christensen Gallery. And if you get a work of art for Christmas and it needs to be framed, go back and get it framed there too. What's the exact address, Pierre? We're at 432 George Street North, and that's uh, that's close to Brock, just down the street from there, in a heritage building, which is yeah a beautiful place to live, work, and play. Thanks so much for being with us here today on the Electric City Culture Cast, and we look forward to more exhibitions all through the year. Thanks, Sue. My pleasure. Thanks so much to Pierre and Annie. First Fridays take place at Hunter and George in the Hunter and Water area. See some great art, meet the artists live and in person, grab a coffee, and grab a drink. Now it's time for Ask Sue, the segment where we ask Sue Dida our most pressing questions about the arts. This week's question is from Andrew. I'll read you his email. Dear Sue, sometimes it feels like the same people keep getting all of the grants. I'm just about done with it. I want to be one of those people. Do you have any advice? Andrew. 
Andrew, my advice to you is please keep the faith. I've seen so many great artists get discouraged and stop applying for grants, and that really holds back their practice. Remember that juries are different every time, so you always have a fresh shot at getting a grant, and people definitely go through successful and unsuccessful grant application periods in the course of their careers. And new artists enter the practice in waves, so it's not unusual to see results from a Canada Council jury and an OAC jury that will have some of the same people. Keep working on the quality of your grant application. Take EC3's grant writing workshop and most importantly, talk to your peers. Ask people to help you with your grant application, maybe interview you, go over your CV, anything to up the ante. It is a competitive process. We all wish it wasn't but it is a competition, and hang in there, and I think if your work is good, you will get a grant. I have faith in you, Andrew. Thanks, Sue. If you'd like to ask Sue a question of your own, send us an email at electriccitycc at gmail.com or send us a message on one of EC3's social media channels. And that's all for this week's episode of the Electric City Culture Cast. My name is Sue Ditta, and I'm the Executive Director of EC3, that's the Electric City Culture Council. We broadcast every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. through the facilities of Trent Radio at 92.7 on your FM dial. The Electric City Culture Council is supported by a number of organizations, and we'd like to say thanks for the generous support from the City of Peterborough, the Ontario Trillium Foundation, the Ontario Arts Council, and Canadian Heritage. We'd also like to thank our board of directors and volunteers and the great people at Trent Radio who made this broadcast possible. And now here's Renders with On the Ceiling. You can find Renders on Spotify and on iTunes. You can also check in our podcast show notes for more information about where to find Renders.